0: And welcome to this the latest episode of the Back Straight Boys and Girl, the Athletics Podcast, which doesn't take itself or the sport quite as seriously as some of the others. <laughs> but we have a European Roundup special featuring some really big names, and we cannot wait to share it with you. I am Claire.
1: I'm Bayo. I'm Jody.
0: Boys, how was Berlin? <laughs>
1: Claire, I so wish you could have come. And I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say it might be the best athletics meeting I've ever been to. I kind of have to agree I'm, I, in my head I'm thinking there must have been a better one but I can't think what it was um, because because it's the Europeans like we, we said this a lot it's not as high stakes as the Worlds and the Olympics mm-hmm. but the performances oh, were goodness. as if you were at the World Championships or the Olympics every single night there was a standout performance if it was like Dina running those ridiculous times mm-hmm. or Mondo ridiculous, or even just like the Ingebrigtsen's um, 1500 5000 not interesting races but the results were amazing so every single night there was something exciting going on it was absolutely amazing it was just it was so good great Berlin was a brilliant place to hold athletics Mm -hmm. I mean the crowds were phenomenal the weather was phenomenal the stadium is great probably my favourite stadium stadium to watch athletics in because it's enormous Mm -hmm. but it feels really close and intimate it was brilliant
0: because that's where you know I was sat at home watching everything on the BBC or Eurosport depending on how much athletics I wanted to watch <laughs> and then I had Twister at my disposal and IWF website and everything so for me it's all the stats and all the numbers that are what stood out but you guys got the atmosphere and we're always talking on this pod about how no one hosts a champs like London. Mm. But you think Berlin could rival
1: that? Berlin was great. I've got no qualms at all about the actual um, no or the way organisation. It was There's a few things we'll come to later which were, were problematic. Mm-hmm. But the only vague, slight letdown, I think, as far as the organisation or the stadium was that Berlino was a bit he was under par. He was, was wasn't he? But he's,
0: he's your favourite. Well, also,
1: but he's when one hero raised the stakes last mm-hmm. summer that Berliner would want to come back with a bang, but
2: he was yeah. barely there. Barely there. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: <sorry>. I <laughs> um, yeah, it was very odd. He just kind of wandered around and, you know, yeah. Maybe he got told off, because you remember last time he caused a few inc- well, international it, it, incidents. It, yeah. I was wondering if there was kind of maybe some insurance problem or because something. Because he interest. dropped Malayne Walker last time, do you remember? Yes, <laughs> he did. I've seen
0: that on YouTube. That's awful. <laughs>
1: but no, overall, it was it was just amazing.
0: And loads of Atleticos out there, by yeah. the way. Yeah, loads,
1: loads, loads. Hi, I'm Greg Rutherford, and you're listening to the Back Straight Boys. You're a pro, aren't you? Well, you know.
0: (laughs) Probably what we should turn our attention to first is how bloody good our predictions were for the youngsters. (laughs) We said Naomi and Imani. We said Mondo and we said Jakob and we said Tim. I
1: mean, it wasn't hard, wasn't really. Wasn't <laughs> I think it's science, yeah. wasn't it? I think a few people might also be mentioned that I don't
0: think anyone could have predicted just how, how well they, they went did together.
1: Every, every, the youngsters were, were brilliant. And it's not just them, it was um Lavia Nielsen. Yes. Like of massive course. new P B and fourth in the final. Adam Haig, big new P B, yes. guest to the final. The girls in the shop put. Yes. Both mm-hmm. two two finalists yeah. in the shop put. Mm-hmm. Never happened before. Happened in nineteen eighty six, but I, I don't think there was any uh, qualifying round then. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it I, it was just brilliant. Um, um, so many good performances and through a real depth of performance yeah. from the British team. Across the board. Across the, the board. It spread yeah. out as well. I mean, it, it was sprints heavy for... For obvious reasons, yes. but there was in every event you could see someone who did really well. Even like, never mind just the youngsters, Nathan
0: Douglas, yeah, like, doing a massive yes. season's
1: best. It was that kind of thing mm. really made the championships.
0: I think a couple of you're right. We've got the youngsters, we've got some of the older athletes, and then there are a couple of coming of ages. Yes. And we'll turn to talk about Cat, obviously. But Melissa mm. Courtney is now yeah. on two Welsh records in August alone, and Eilish McColgan finally it all came good for her. <laughs> that so good to
1: see. that may have been my favourite. I agree. It's, it's my equal favourite. The yeah. British performance. What I loved about English was she did basically. I think she's been listening to this podcast. Um, she did what we've been saying for such a long time yeah. that if she had the confidence to go with the pace, mm-hmm. then she still she still has that great kick at the end, you know. Yeah. And she didn't just go with the pace; she made the pace. You know, she, she was basically it was like if you want to win this race, you're going to have to beat me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sifan Hassan had the race already won you know so, but other than that she went in second fastest didn't she mm-hmm. so mm-hmm, yes, so it's like you know if you want to beat me you're going to have to run faster than me and they, they, they couldn't she, she just wound it, up, wound it up and wound it up
0: didn't she and like we're always saying when you've got a stride length of whatever it is 7 or 8 metres you've got to utilize
1: it <laughs> definitely <laughs> helped that Salt Pepper decided to cock up the laps I think I think only she would have got anyway, to anyway yeah, you know, like, um, that, that was just bizarre wasn't that it?
0: was absolutely nuts with that and the women's marathon with nosebleed games <gasps> there was because you probably were you there did you watch that I
1: missed the marathon because I got in at six am. Yes, it, <laughs> I'd gone to bed about ten when I went, probably midnight by the time we got in from the athletics. So I was up at bright and early watching the marathon. What was that? I've never seen anything like. Put it on your
0: to do list. <laughs> catch up on the women's marathon because it is actually a really exciting it race. Was,
1: yeah, it was brilliant.
0: Really, really good. Hi, I'm Kathy Freeman, and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. No. Shall we each, perhaps, before we chuck in some interviews, because yeah. you guys came back with so much fantastic content, talk about one youngster that really impressed us.
1: Um, so mine, just off the top of my head, would probably be Lavia. Because we saw her at the Diamond League, where she came in that 400 meter way, she came 4th Britain. She set a PB... But we saw her afterwards in the mix, under she was really upset. And I was like, don't be upset. Listen, she said, oh, I felt awful in the last um, 100 metres. And she also said, you know, I, was, I came... And I came fourth. fourth. I came fourth, in here to fourth. try and be the first yeah, Brit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, but if you set a PB while feeling awful, you're on good track. And it doesn't. don't worry about here. Worry about what happens in Berlin. And she really proved herself, really proved herself. Mm, it was absolute. phenomenal. And it's, we know, we know she's great. She was European Junior Champion. She did great indoors. and Then she was injured last year. So it's really nice to see her back on track, really making those big strides forward. Because I think her PB was indoors previously. she had gone was. faster indoors than she had outdoors. So 51-2 is a great stride forward and really looks good for the future. Um, my, oh, can I also just say, again, we will come to this, I'm sure, in a bit. She had to run three the rounds. extra round. Yeah, of course. Yeah? And so, stinky lane draws too. Totally. And yeah. so she actually went into the final as fastest. Ended up coming fourth. Mm-hmm. No no shame in that whatsoever. But just in what might have been if there wasn't that ridiculous um, um ridiculous new plan where people have to do extra rounds. Um, mine is going to be Tim Duckworth. Yay. I mean, wow. Now <laughs> I mean he obviously didn't end up with a medal almost exclusively down to one Shocking event, Mm. Um, but oh my god! The 1500 is an event that you can you can work on. You can get you know you will get get faster. It's not technical, is it? It's just you have to do a bit more money The the, I think the problem with he 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 basically led the for the whole thing, didn't he? Um, we'll come to Kevin Mayergate later, I suppose. But um, he basically led to the very last event, and maybe was second going into the, the last event. But it must be so. Must really mess with your head. It'll be a real problem when you know you've got that last event where it's all gonna go. Toast but it's not just the last event; it's the event before as well. He's of quite, course, quite yeah. poor in the javelin. He is. But what I mean is, like, all, if it's stacked that 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 um, early, you know, you're you know going it, on and on and on yeah. and on, and on and it's coming towards it, that it's gonna go wrong. And um, if he'd only, he set a PB. He actually set a BP in the 1500, so you know, yeah. not yeah. respecting yeah, him. Didn't. And he's still what 22? 22, 22. Yeah, has been competing for eight months. Yes, this yeah. year. He's yeah. like he's, he's been doing you know, NCAA. What really impressed me was how mature he is, yes. and how he obviously understands the event. There was no histrionics; nope. he just did what he needed to do. <laughs> he set PBs, he did the season's best mm-hmm. after that long NCAA season. Next year, when he can just concentrate on doing maybe the European indoors and, the, and then the, the World Championships, and not have to slog it out each yeah. every single weekend, mm-hmm. um, he's, there's a lot, lot, lot to be very excited about with him.
0: Well, taking a look at his calendar, they don't in the States just have him doing multi-events no. he is always being trotted out for hurdles events and high jump competitions and you're right so it's absolutely exhausting but to produce the second best ever score in a decathlon at the end of that year you know the 10, 6, 5 100 metres he pushed Kevin Mayer all the way to a PB and what that is 2017 or, or something
3: in the yep, high jump yeah his
0: outdoor personal best in the high jump that's absolutely brilliant he, you know he's third on the UK all timeless for yeah. a reason he's yeah. still only in under 23 yeah. so I think yeah big things to come from team <laughs> D as we'll discuss a little bit later who's with? your favourite youngster? Oh I've got so many I was, re- I really wanted as I said I wanted Naomi and Amani in the finals yeah. and they both did with such composed fantastic performances Gemma was unlucky to be no, no, said No no you're supposed to pick Okay fine <laughs> um, It's got to be Mondo Oh, oh, see, I, was, like, I
1: thought we were doing British runs now, you see. So are like, oh, we doing British oh, run- oh, I thought we were doing British ones because like Mondo obviously goes That's goes a whole, whole nother level. That's, That's a whole
0: other level. level. Okay, a whole a whole we're picking British one. I'm gonna go for Naomi Ogbetta yeah. for reaching the final in the triple jump with her first ever jump over fourteen metres without an illegal wind. And just how much Fun she was having. If you haven't watched her introduction for the final, yeah. they come in, they say her name, and she's booging away, and then she walks off in the wrong direction, which is absolutely magical. And also, if you haven't seen it, check out the video. It's resurfaced recently. It's very old, but it's oh, I've her. Seen it. I want to. I'm going to pull in the audio. <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to stick it in in a second. Uh, Naomi attempting to do some triple jump in the woods. You can see here, there's some snow, and I'm going
4: to show you just how Honey triple jump can be. Follow me. <laughs> So as
0: you
5: can see, we've come across a barrier. So
0: what am I going (laughs) to (laughs) do? Okay, fine. You wouldn't let me talk about Mondo as my British breaking, (laughs) kind of breakthrough star, European bolter. Can I talk about him now? Yeah, go
1: on. on. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the star of the championships.
0: Absolutely. What he achieved, I don't know how to do it justice. I Mm. really don't. You know, apart from 580, he made first-time clearances all the way up to and including 605 <laughs> and he's a teenager
1: It's. I mean it was phenomenal to watch and we were in the stadium and we kept wanting to go downstairs and do interviews but this this event
0: kept going it was so mm-hmm. exciting
1: because it wasn't just him it was Morganoff, it was yes. um, uh, yeah. Lovilline both the poles were still in at 6 metres so it was a really high standard competition and to be that young and that composed surrounded by all these yeah. other people mm-hmm. and to have that mental strength never mind the phenomenal um, technique and all the rest of it but it's—I mean—it was something really, really, really special. It was—it was so sweet. It was such a lovely moment. And I, obviously, the only thing I get emotional about ever is athletics. so <laughs> like, I, got, I got a bit like welling up when he did—he did six meters for the first time, and all the others were like, coming. Yeah, over they like, did. And even like in the middle of the competition, you know, he's beating them, and like um Ronald Levanye yeah, bugs running out and they hugging him mm-hmm. and everything. And I'm just thinking like, I've got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, <he's> I like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember because it's really hard when you go to a meeting to watch the athletics, you know. But at the same time, we do a press accreditation. We're supposed to be doing interviews and that. Um, but there comes a point when I, I think Jodie was like, "We need to go down." I said, "Right, stop. We're not doing any more work tonight because I'm here to watch an athletics yeah. meeting, and I'm not not watching this." It and that's was the so thing. it was also in in the um, mix zone. The TV was on showing it, but it was like ten minutes behind, so. You couldn't keep up with what was going on, so no, I was like, "Right, we'll we're, we're not moving. I'm not doing any interviews. I'm sitting and watching." I mean, I know, you know we do a bit of journalising, but like, we're fans. Yeah. number one, that's yeah. what we go there for. And mm-hmm. if 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 journalising gets in in the way of fanhood, then journalising can go goes the out the window
6: road. totally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the fourth biggest jump of all time and one of the biggest talent talents at the champs, absolutely indisputably. You caught up with both him and his. And dad dead. Six oh
1: five. Coming into that championships, would you expect to jump that high?
7: I mean, how, how could anybody expect that? I mean, uh, everybody uh, everybody jumped great. 590 got fourth place, which I mean doesn't even make sense. I thought that might be the jump that wins the gold medal. And uh, I mean, it was a crazy competition. Everybody jumped so great. Everybody was thriving off of everybody else's energy. And it was one of those meets kind of like All-Star Pesh indoors where everybody just kind of like, a, yeah, like, thriving off each other's energy and just, he makes this and then I make this because he made this and then it's just kind of this chain reaction and, uh, I, I was, if I wouldn't have made 605, me and Timur, we'd tie for first place at 6 meters. So, I mean, this this meet was kind of just fantasy man, and it, didn't, it wasn't really real most. And so, I don't know, to be able to come out on top is... If I, were to jump five, I would have jumped six and five, and I wouldn't have won out, I got four. I wouldn't even care. But to be able to learn all to come together just so perfectly is just—it's a dream. I guess I guess all the reps when I was younger kind of leads up to these moments like this because on the back of the runway, I don't I don't think about anything. Muscle memory just takes over, and I, I just my body just does what it knows it should be doing. It does what it's been trained to do for 14 years now.
1: You must be a very proud dad today.
7: Yeah, very much, very much so.
2: Great
1: day
7: now we've seen obviously
1: remember you as a, as a pole vaulter 580 yourself yeah. and I remember seeing videos of Mondo back when he was like 8,
2: 9 doing the pole vault did you always know he was going to be this good? I didn't know he was going to be this good so, <laughs> it's hard to be this good but uh, he showed a, a, a high aptitude for it at a very young age you know and you don't know how that can develop and, but he was you know he was really good at jumping high when he was very small and not very fast not very strong and, and so now he's, he's growing sure. up Getting, you know more of a, a man body, and uh, so I expected him to, to get better, but you know, he surprises me all the time. He has some type of, of feel for the event that I've not seen, you know, I've not seen it. I mean, he has this, it's hard to describe it with cobalt, but he has this range of, his, his range of error, and it's so big, that he can miss by a lot on his run and other things, and still make a good jump. And it gives him such an advantage because he can be way off to adjust in the jump as, long as, as soon as he could run he, 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 he hang on the pole he, he, he was pole bowling. and there was never a time he said I don't want to, why are you making
1: me
8: do this I don't want to be a pole gozer oh, no,
2: I never made him do anything he he if you know Mondo you can't make Mondo do anything I think I think he's got a lot of room physically to him. Yeah. I mean he's 18 he hasn't been training very long I mean uh, he, he's, uh, he's he's just really been training physical training stuff for two years now on a, on a real program and, and he's fast yeah, he ran 10.57 this year electric uh, that's a pretty good, pretty fast guy uh, well for some, for, some, for some 6.05 is
1: insane it is it's really insane and he beat the world record holder here today so putting no pressure on him but that's
2: what people are going to be saying next uh, yeah I'm sure yeah and I, you know I think um, you know I, I, I think world record is something that's not crazy to talk about right now I think that he, that could be in his reach I think that another year of maturity Things keep going, you know. Just a little bit, you know. It doesn't have to. We don't have to have big bites anymore. It's just keep going steady and, and you know, stay, stay with the program. I think I'm right in saying that um,
1: Sergey Bubka was 18 when he won his first World Championships. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no pressure. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe we expected that kind of career from him.
8: Take two. Take two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, take two.
0: Hi, I'm Kathy Freeman, and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys. Yay! <laughs> one more person that I think you know there will be all sorts of people livid if we don't mention him and that is Jakob Brixton. what was that like in the stadium
1: weird yeah. to be honest really? really really weird and both events I would say exactly the same just weird because when you see it on TV you get to re-watch it you get to work out tactics and things when you watch it in the stadium you don't get to see all those Moment, mm-hmm. and you're fitting between trying to watch it on the track and then trying, yeah, yeah, looking at the screen, etc. Yeah, and other things are going, on of course, at the same time. Having that's the only way I've actually gone back and rewatched because I could not get my head around it. Having rewatched it, the fifteen hundred, this is I still can't get my head around it. <laughs> he goes, into, he goes into the lead, yeah, and like is running fast. But every, you know we always complain about, especially British people having terrible um, tactics in middle distance races. The British boys all had perfect; they were in exactly the right position. All three of them come in with two hundred to go; they're in a perfect position. And he just doesn't come back. Jakob <laughs> and just continues on. It was really <laughs> weird. Jodie likened it to Svetlana Masterkova, who you probably don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <Over my> <laughs> In 1996, she won the 1500 and the 800 at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. But during that whole period, she used to have this weird way of running where anything she did... For some reason, she of cast a spell over the rest of the field. She'd just go to the front and stay at the front. Yeah. And or, if anyone or, or, tried to overtake her, she'd just get a little bit faster. And then everyone used to just get to like her shoulder and not do anything. It was really weird. Or alternatively, yes. she'd go at the back and no one would take it. It was, it was like whatever she decided to do, the whole crowd, mm-hmm. the whole um, rest of the field decided to go along with it. And that's what it felt like Jakob and in both the f- 15 and the 5. It was like everyone was spellbound by him and he just managed to like get his own way it was really really odd I mean I'm not taking nothing away from him I think he was phenomenal Um, but Philip who would have been the favourite Mm. um, fell over in the heat and he getting back did you see that when he lost that was incredible but he got slightly injured which is why he pulled out the 5000 so that was a shame Mm -hmm. but I mean it all turns out well because I also think there's something to be said for him being 17 and leading all that way I suspect people were Thinking, not he's, thinking, oh, he's, he doesn't know what he's doing, he's going to come back. Because the, it wasn't really a very good tactic. It's not a tactic you would have suggested anyone did, did mm. would you? Not necessarily. Um, no. At 17 as well. So you maybe mm. people thought, didn't have. Um, uh, people underestimated, under-estimated. him. Underestimated, that's it. People underestimated him. But I mean, think- wow
0: he'd learnt his lesson at the World Junior Champs where he yeah. did a silver and a bronze which he had absolutely no, you know, no right to do with the times he was capable of running because he got it wrong and he left it all to the last 400 or so against right. other young speedy athletes so I think he just thought you know what I'm playing it safe I know how strong I am and I'm obsessed with teaming Inga Brixton <laughs> the YouTube documentary I've never heard of it I will send you the link Perfect. it's absolutely brilliant it's all about their lives and it shows you footage of Jakob as a three year old oh, wow. on roller skis in a car park at seven o'clock in the morning before he went to school every day.
1: They've got a twelve-year-old sister, Ingrid. Know yeah. <laughs> all about her. Ingrid Britson. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> but it's interesting you said about him coming second, um, second, and third at the World mm. Juniors because it just shows that yes, he's phenomenal. Yes, he wants to get one against all these seniors at the Europeans. But there's other athletes out there who can beat him as well. Mm-hmm. But imagine being that young, seventeen, and Mondos eighteen and that accomplished yeah. I mean,
0: what was I doing at 17 18
1: it does vaguely make, concern me a bit because a little, like, yeah. when you're double European champion at 17 where do you, where do you go, go, go from there I mean on the world stage he hasn't proved himself quite yet he's obviously run very very fast but like hasn't had the chance to do Olympic or world medals of course because he's too young but you can't help oh. thinking there's gonna be a yes. massive um, drop-off. you know, no, gonna a massive amount of pressure on <laughs> him at pressure the world. It's it's expectation. Expectation. Exactly, yeah. He just next year it should be a consolidation year where he just gets in finals totally and 100 yeah. percent
9: yeah.
0: Hi, I'm Sally Pearson, and you're listening to the Backstraight Boys. Here's a question. Mondo and Diaka were able to produce those performances when it really counted despite being teenagers. What excuse is there for Kevin Mayer? <laughs> To
1: put in three no jumps. Well, no, on come job. on. We know it was a perfectly
0: good excuse. It's because he was expressing Pressing himself 100%. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, well, does I, mean I, I think, I think something's months.
1: lost in translation yes, a little yeah, bit. Because yeah. I think what he was trying to say is I was giving 100%. But anyway, yeah. I love the fact he said that because it makes, means we can take the piss out of him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, expressing himself 100%. I actually have no sympathy. None. I mean, I, I love Kevin Meyer. Who doesn't love Kevin Meyer? But I have no sympathy for that. I think it's arrogant. I think it's rude. I think there's... It's... It's unprofessional. It's yeah, seriously unprofessional as well, because what you only want to win if you can score a big score. Winning isn't enough for you. But also, you, you, you say, need to show off at the same time. You say you want to do one hundred and ten percent. That's fine. But the decathlon is ten events, so you yeah. give one hundred and ten percent over ten events. You you're only able to give your one hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent, or whatever it was, in one event because you. It's like doing the marathon and insisting on running a five k pb yeah, on the it's, way. Exactly. Like it's, the, the, the 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 decathlon is a marathon. And you have to do each each thing consistently. You mm. can't do it's not about individual good scores. He could have jumped seven meters and still won the gold medal, um, and still got quite a high score as well. And then he can do he's doing decathlon at the end of the year. Gone there to set the world record, whatever. It is. I just wasn't impressed by it. The other thing is when you are a professional athlete, you know we sit there watching it, but we don't really know the amount of effort and time and hard work they put in to do it imagine getting up you know five six o'clock every morning for the whole year for this one moment it's two days it's literally your focus of the year and cocking it up on the second, the second event because yeah. you want to express yourself you know just load of oh yeah I think we have someone who may have a um bit of a bit of a more expert opinion on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Asha Philip, and you're listening to The Backstreet Boys. It's the Queen of the Catholics of Europe, our um, podcast, our trackastic podcast sister, um, Gabby um, Piercini. Hello. How are, how are you?
10: I'm, I'm very well. I'm a little bit teary. I'm a little Just bit teary. Just going to say,
1: you're a bit weepy, I'm aren't a bit you? Weepy.
10: I'm a little bit weepy, but otherwise I'm having a superb
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, you were a bit teary tonight. T- tonight, I was very teary last I'm night. a bit beery last night. Beery well. and teary <laughs> last night. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm just gonna say what I've been saying over and over again, hashtag (laughs) 1085. <laughs> I mean, what on earth is that? So Dina won the 100, of course. No, we expected her to win. Yeah. That wasn't a huge shot. Well, I mean, we, she was the favourite, but she wasn't the massive favourite. No, was, I think we... after, after the semi, she certainly looked yeah, like the favourite, totally. didn't she? And she's been running great all year. Um, I thought, it's a European Championship, I thought maybe she'd win in possibly 11-2. You know, maybe... <laughs> no, seriously, you know... Why would she win in 11 No, I just mean it's not like... The, it's not the, <laughs> the, the European Championships, for the last few years, has not been the highest quality in the no, I mean, 11 100, two has it? But she could have... I didn't know people were going to... Up I didn't, didn't know Luke so and was, exactly. going was going so fast. We thought it'd be oh. Kumbungi, and we thought it'd be Daphne. Yeah. Um, so it was just a phenomenal race. Everything about the race was phenomenal but everything about Dina Asher Smith is phenomenal as well um, can I also say me and Jodie almost missed it yeah we did <laughs> we, were, we were at the bar and they, they, they've doing a quite a weird thing here where they, they're they not really bigging no. up the, the events are starting you turn around and something's happened do you miss
10: it exactly they don't do a lot of introductions so that, imagine how you would have felt if you'd missed 10.85 if you'd missed oh. 11.2 that would be right. actually. <laughs> like
1: they're really quick the turnover Two, events is really quick really as well efficient. which is not and the other thing they don't have any of the medal ceremonies in the stadium no. which helps things make Move along it, but it's annoying as well what do you mean I hate medal ceremonies they yeah. just bore me stupid Um but at the same time when something really great has happened I think it's a bit sad for the athlete not to yeah. I mean who's who's there cheering them the know, people are the cheering them are, are, yeah. who yeah. to we've walking past. just
10: come out of day two and I've just spent two days watching the decathlon I can't go to the medal mm. ceremony now because it's tomorrow mm. and it's tomorrow night and I go home tonight and I bought the decathlon package so sorry guys
1: anyway back to Dina she was Phenomenal! Everybody loves Dina, I'm sure we'd say. Daphna was not as good All as we right. expected be, which bodes well for us for the 200 metres. <laughs> um, so quickly on to the men's 100, where... Again, I thought that a British um, uh, victory was likely, mm-hmm. um, but then Jimmy Vico came out in the <laughs> semi. and did a Jimmy Vico. Exactly, what Jimmy Vico. Did. Which he did nine ninety seven. And that yeah. I thought, oh, could be in trouble here. Yeah. Didn't even show up. <laughs> I didn't notice he wasn't there. <laughs> so, <laughs>
10: it, was, it was just typical Jimmy, wasn't it? I mean, someone said it was like he's, he's France's answer to ask for polls. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly, is, and he is. It just, just. Um, I think it was a wee tweak or something. Um, but well, it's, but always, it's always something. He, but he was, well, well, he, was well,
1: after, he was in the mix then. After was happily chatting to yeah, everyone. I don't know why. I run
10: 997
1: yeah, in, the, in that you could have done it a little bit easier you could have got through and I think 10-1 would have, I don't know exactly but 10-1 probably would have got him through just calm your passions a little bit stop putting it all out there it's for, very weird for a man as fast as he is and he's won what 92 or something mm-hmm. this year and he's been around for a good decade now hasn't he he, he has won two European bronzes yes that's yes. just pitiful yeah, isn't it is. it is not it really is. really is um, but anyway Zarnel won Zanel. <laughs> uh, with the Reese coming a very good second, second and his prop first um, um, actual run under two minutes so T- two, two minutes, minutes. <laughs> do you know why I said that I said it because I've got the women's 800 <laughs> in my head and Adele just run under two minutes for the first time so his first proper run under ten seconds so again and when he sorts his start out he's going to be dangerous I mean think. that start is atrocious he loses one or two meters at the beginning and comes through so strong um i want to see him do some 200s and i want to see him do some 60s indoors as well Um, (laughs) so more importantly here we are with the queen of the decathletes of europe having literally just watched the decathletes of europe at the european championships but the story of yesterday was in the decathlon actually wasn't it and what didn't happen but well gabby you're going to tell us tell us your thoughts about what's been going on with the decathlon So
10: so European Champs was very much set up as Kevin Mayer's attempt at the world record I mean it wasn't said as such but he's been so good all year That that's really what we were all coming to see We were all coming to see Kevin have a go at the world record And he looked amazing He set a PB in the 100 metres uh, 1064 I think it was It was absolutely stunning So we thought right we're going to see something special here But then we went into the long jump And he had a couple of fouls And they looked really good They looked really close to 8 metres and then he did the unthinkable. He fouled a third time. His two French yes, teammates yeah. fouled out in the long jump. And you're like, what is going on? Because I, I have no patience for that nonsense.
1: I have no patience for that nonsense. You know, it's, it's literally your job. You've been getting mm-hmm. up at 5am for the whole year, for this precise moment... It's literally, you ha- You know, you had one job and you had three chances to do the bloody one job. <laughs> um, what I don't understand, and he gave a thing after saying he, was, he had to give 100%. Um, 100% in a is winning the gold medal over the, over the ten, course of the 10 days. It's not in every single event, you know. You don't need to give 100% in every single event. So as an expert in this area do you take a safety jump on the second one so, What's your so I
10: mean I think the, the considered uh, considered opinion is you know get in the crappy jump so that you've got 500 600 exactly. points you've got the base and then you're going to go for it but his interview was really interesting and he, and he came up with this phrase with this is how he expresses himself yes. he didn't want to you know he didn't want to score a decathlon score was 737 and I think it's quite interesting about what it says about him as an athlete and what he's interested in so that was him basically saying he's more interested in a world record and being the greatest of all time than winning a European champs gold and if that's what he's thinking, that's fine, but um, I was chatting to someone else yesterday and it's do that in Gotzes, do it into Longs where it doesn't matter mm. if you don't win. I mean, who can name the winners of Gotzes until Longs? You, over you this? can. <laughs> I can, but you know, <laughs> no, you're not. So I think it says something about him where he is as an athlete. But when Kevin then went out, it blew the competition wide open, and that's where it got really, really interesting because the narrative ahead had been this is Kevin's attempt at the world record. But then it just totally changed because then it became about the Germans, mm. it became about the Germans and Tim. Duckworth yeah. so the original German squad was Kai Kazmarek Rico Freimuth, and Matthias Brugger so Rico's taken the year out he's lost his motivation so he's just kind of stepped back he's here but he's not been competing Kai's injured so in steps um, uh, Arthur Bailey and Nicholas Cowell um, Nicholas is a brand new guy, he's he's uh, a compatriot of Tim Duckworth, and Arthur O'Bailey has been around for years, but he's just been so injured, so it's became about the Germans. Now, interestingly, it was Tim Duckworth who did all the running and, and the jumping, and his first day is amazing!
1: But Tim Duckworth, I think I'm correct in saying, was in the lead for all the way up until, until the eighth, yeah. ninth event, wasn't yeah, he? exactly,
10: so. um, and he was in second place after the ninth event as well, and that is someone with a really bad 1,500 metres. <laughs> yeah. Really
1: bad at 1,500 metres.
10: <laughs> I think he beat five minutes today for the first... Yeah. Yeah, time yeah. Um, so that's, two seconds, that's but. how bad it is but for <laughs> someone who's just coming out of the junior ranks who doesn't have a lot of experience out with the NCAA circuits um, that's astounding to be able to put that together.
1: I have to say I think he's been absolutely amazing Not and it yet. must be so disheartening you know knowing that 1500 is coming you've been winning the whole way but yeah. you know that he's going to drag you <laughs> way down <laughs> you, Um so that's something that can can be works on that presumably isn't well, for it for me it feels like the 1500 is the one event that you can You I mean you yeah, run to run training run home from fast training fast. but it's not as simple as that it's, but it's not a technical event kind of it's is. not a strength but it's not technical in the sense that like the shop no, or it the it's not a technical event, but, I mean, it is it kind of but like it's not te- and it's not about strength as in like you need to b- build up the weights it's, it seems very basic to me yeah
10: um, and, and he's a real outlier. So, um, Arthur Bailey who, who won, who just yeah. won. It was so emotional in the stadium that he just won after all those injuries. His is 415, so mm. he just took it out there and went. But most but the of
1: the size of him, like you he's look like at him, tank. you don't think that he can run 415. You look at Tim Duckworth, and you think they're someone who's going to be good exactly. in the 1500 But
10: if he can bring it down to 430, yep. um, most of them are between 420, 430, no matter what size, shape, or whatever, he'll be absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, I think it's just really exciting this year. And then it was a real tussle for silver and bronze. So, yeah. so Tim was someone to show. To shoot up, but there's a new Belarusian guy, Ilya Shkirinov, who's an authorized neutral athlete who we all love. Yeah, and we um, love
1: his ha- new hairstyle.
10: We don't love his we new do love We his do, we do. It's amazing. We're going to have to have a crossover disagreement here on that point. Um, but then there's a couple of other guys just kind of punching. Cole almost got a medal as yeah. well, which was great. So it was just the most interesting decathlon I've seen for a while. It wasn't just Kevin winning, or it wasn't just Damien winning. It wasn't just the usual names. It was just that mix of the old school who'd been injured and the new guys coming through, and just the mix of it was fantastic so I loved it I loved it (laughs) at least I'm happy now I'm not crying
1: obviously it was um, the last show ever from um, Robert Harting Harting, and that was probably the most the biggest cheer in the stadium was for him because this is where he won um, his world championships in 2009 when he ripped his shirt off and then (laughs) ran around and picked Bellino up Um, and Bellino was here with him today so it's nice to see them reunited but that was an iconic moment when you've been watching athletics as long as we have and it was really nice to see him his last ever throw in the stadium there was a whole little presentation and the whole crowd went mad so that was a really nice moment as well Um, so it's been a great first two days um, oh it's been a fantastic it really has hasn't it we've really enjoyed ourselves I I love I just love a European Championships because the stakes don't seem quite as high but the entertainment isn't any less does that make sense absolutely Mm. and there's athletes you wouldn't normally be shouting for who are getting medals or getting to finals so there's a lot more other things to be watching Gabby before you go just let everyone know where they can find you online um
10: so you can find um, Trackcastic at at Trackcastic. But I'm Smoky Mozzarella and you're listening to the Bank Street Boys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you ever so much. Thank you. Talking of multi-events, um, how... Oh. Oh, <laughs> it was, I mean, there was one point when I, I was... Sorry, we're talking about the now. <laughs> but there was one point, point I can't remember what it was, but Kat was smiling and I almost cried. Was
0: it how shop hurt? I know I've, I, don't, I can't lie. I
1: remember it he was a big... She came up on the, the screen. screen big, and I turned and just, saw the screen. It might have been her shot put. No, because we were sitting you know, that No, it side. was a shot put, because she did the shot put, then she ran over to her coach. She jumped to the door and ran over to the and coach. And I was she like... Went, <laughs> 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 because seeing Kat smile yes. during a hap and enjoying yeah. herself, it's it's like night and day. It's... She... The fact that she did well obviously made her happy, but the fact that she was happy and enjoyed herself made her perform well yes. as well. Yeah. So they combined. And it was she didn't do it amazingly in every event and um, the the long high jump was wasn't great the um, long jump was okay mean, it was the best she's done a yeah, in the long jump in a, yeah there's so much room for improvement still yeah. and she's only 657 points behind Nafi yes. and we talk about Nafi as if she's unbeatable but she was here won by 60 points I think in the world championship she won by 30 something mm-hmm. and the year before she beat Jess at the Olympics by only 60 points so she doesn't always perform optimally and Next year hopefully Cat can if nothing makes a little mistake which mm-hmm. she did in the high jump, Cat can jump on that. Yeah. That's that's the next thing she needs to do, is have that kind of killer instinct. And also she's almost got like the, the anti Tim Duckworth, you know, whereas yes. he he knows he's got this terrible event at the end. She knows she's got a killer event at the end. Yeah. So if she's close to anywhere close mm. to you, she can run a sub two ten, whereas Nafi can only just run a yeah. sub 220, you know, so, like, there is there is a mm. definite um, end... And that's what's so interesting as well, because we talk about how Kat's really poor in the throws, which she is, but Nafi's atrocious at the 200 and the 800, yeah. and it almost balances each other out. If 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 Nafi hadn't thrown that ridiculous 57 javelin, yeah. and she'd thrown 52, which is more normal, mm. then Kat would be the winner. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be really exciting going forward. What yeah. we've been looking forward to, isn't it, for so Finally, long? Finally,
0: yes. Yeah. But... You have to hand it to Nafi that she is the yeah. consummate competitor. Yeah. Her ability in the long—we saw it in the long jump, we yeah. saw it in the shot put, yeah. and we saw it Fair in the javelin. Yeah. Last round, personal best in the shot put—one of her biggest jumps ever in the long jump. She has an inane ability to tap into yeah. that final percent, which every athlete sometimes only reaches—you know—once yeah. in a career. She can just find it,
1: and especially um, in that. This is the, this is the difference between her and Kat in the long jump. Her best is, I think, 6.62. She jumps 6.60. Yeah. Kat's best is 6.93. If she jumped 6.90, she'd be the champion now. Absolutely Now, that's not fair, obviously, because different people do things differently, but Nafi has that ability to perform at her best in a heptathlon. Kat did it this time in the throws, which was brilliant, but now she needs to do it in her strong, strong events as well. Yeah, because even little things like the high jump, when Nafi doesn't live up to her potential in the high jump, just had done three more centimetres, that's 45 points, you know, or, or thereabouts. So it's like, it's about getting that, taking that opportunity when it comes, yeah. isn't it? But I mean, I've got nothing but oh, absolutely insane. No, speaking yeah. PB, 6,760 something. 6,759. Yeah,
0: 6,759.
1: Um, so it was insanely awesome, I and mean, it'll give her so much confidence going forward. But I talked to both of them afterwards. That was one amazing competition today. Yeah, that
3: was crazy. Um, yesterday was a bit disappointed. Uh, that was. Okay. That was not bad, but that was, not, that was just an okay day, and okay is just not good enough. Um, I started the day thinking I'm able doing it, it's going to be hard, but I have to, I have to try. My main goal was re- to walk out of the stadium, having no regrets, thinking you did your best, you did all you can, and yeah, you can be proud of this year and what you did. And I really yeah, pushed myself in the long term, in the javelin throw again, and I'm really happy to get off. Now, the competition between you and
1: Kat is something that us fans have been really looking forward to for the past two years. She really stepped it up a level. You've got a big new competitor going forward.
3: Yeah, she did a uh, uh, big improvement in the, in the throwing, which was a uh, uh, weakness. And she's really good in the running and in the jumping too. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, very tight uh, in the following uh, years. And we have so much great young kids, we have a really crazy yeah. generation and I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. There's going to be lots of competitions now when it comes down to that 800 meters. You might be a long way ahead and
1: she's going to try and catch you. Yeah,
3: but I also hope I can get better and better in the 800 meters. Uh, it's true that my running events are my weakest points, But uh, I'm working on it, I'm working on everything actually, my source point and my weakness, and my weakness too. I think there's points I can get from everywhere oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah that's the goal for the following years. I think you have to stay focused on yourself because somebody can do so much better than you in one event and uh, in the next event it's going to be the opposite so uh, just stay focused on yourself. That's something you've been very good at is
1: um, you're a great competitor. You needed a really long javelin throw and you were a monster javelin throw. Where do you get that competitiveness from? Um,
3: as I said I don't know it's just like the, the mindset. Uh, I start the day with. I just work so hard like every athlete here uh, and that's the competition of the year. We want, we all want to be uh, the best we can and I know it's not always going to be possible. Sometimes you're prepared and it just don't come out so I think that was important. It's just have no regrets because you gave everything and uh, whatever happened I want to be proud of myself.
1: KJT. We spent all day on Twitter and all anyone's been talking about is that amazing competition between you and Nathy. That's what we've been waiting years to see and you must be waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy. I'm
4: happy I was able to come out here and be competitive. I'm obviously World Olympic champion, 7,000 points. I'm beating for quite a while now and I feel like coming into this obviously is a bit intimidating but I didn't think about that at all and I feel like I feel like I've got a lot of confidence
1: going forward now But you look different, you're smiling you look confident and have you had a lot of issues over past year, you've changed coaches, and everything but everything's coming right now
4: Yeah, yeah. Everything's been right I think last year I, I could I could see it my coach could see it, I just wasn't ready I just wasn't able to click in the major championships and it was such a shame because it was London but this year in the indoors, coming off games and now here yeah, I can definitely see my path and I feel like this is a turning point and Mm-hmm. and
1: obviously we've, we've, there's been lots of talk about your throws and they seem to be much more consistent you seem much happier with them which puts you in a better frame of mind going forward for the other events and your other events the high, the high jump and the jumps as well there's, you two you're, you're so almost equal because you've got the reverse things that you're good at so it's going to come down to 800 in quite a lot of events <laughs> I'm
4: excited for it I think that's what i one's about that's what I sort of I'm excited for like the head-to-head the confrontation you know I wish that we were we were both good at 800 <laughs> so then it would be like a fight because it's very hard to front run and just try and gap uh, she's such a you know, competitor so.
1: isn't she yeah. it's really tough to compete against her
4: no I don't feel like it is anymore <laughs> I feel like it was in the past but I feel like now I've found a way and I, I've got confidence in myself especially with the build up I've had especially with um, just what it's, it's taken me to get to the star line um, after my injuries and stuff you know I wasn't I wasn't even jogging when I got it. was happening? I was still, you know, just doing gym. So for me, it's, um, this is one of my best performances of my career.
1: You've, you, you have been injured this year. You've had issues coming up to this year. So what are you going to work on over the winter to make sure we get a gold medal in Doha next year?
4: Try and not sit seven weeks out, maybe mid-season. <laughs> and yeah, my throws, obviously, um, my high jump, I think it needs a bit of work, and just getting back to where it should. But other than that, um, I feel like I can improve in every event, and I wasn't like 100% happy with each of my events. Even my 13 shot was was a bad technical put, so I feel like you know I can I can do it all.
1: Congratulations, we think you've done amazing. Like everybody has been going mad all day about what you've done. So we're really happy and we really look forward to more competitions going forward. You too.
0: Hi, this is Jenny Simpson. And back, straight, back, all right. You <laughs> <laughs> that all right? <laughs> all right? Thank you. The champs were amazing that much. We have more than established so far. But I think there are a couple of things perhaps you might want to mm. rant about. What if I were to give Us? you <laughs> two minutes to tell me your thoughts on the hot seat? And the scheduling.
1: Let's start with the hot seat. I love the hot seat. Me too. I think it's brilliant. Oh, okay. so <laughs> sorry for <laughs> <laughs> I so love surprised. it I think it's really interesting I think it will it gives us a lot of information yeah. um, it was done poorly it was done half-heartedly they know the athletes aren't that keen on it so they kind of hid it away yeah. it should be front and centre because now we don't have to go scrabbling around for five minutes trying to find out who qualified it's right there it adds another dimension to the athletics for casual fans to uh, totally understand what's going yeah. on mm-hmm. it gives athletes a sh- chance to show some personality so we can get involved with them even if they lose out they've won because people have seen them and know that's the girl who didn't get through, they're gonna be rooting for her next time. So people need to embrace it. It doesn't have to be, people say it's humiliating. You're either in or out. Either way, so just because there's a camera on you, you what you need to do if you get through, you cheer and you smile. If you don't, the other person gives you a hug and you shrug and go next time, and yeah. it gives you some motivation. But also, it's done in lots of other sports. Isn't yeah, it? it's not like a wholly new concept. They do it in um, like winter sports, don't they? They do it yeah. in like the luge or whatever. And it's that. slightly different because it's you slightly different interact, different. Interact, you're not expecting so it's, to go out. But they're even it. thinking like ice skating, you know, you sit there and watch, yeah. watch the scores come in. If you've done badly, you've still got a camera right on you. In cycling, you sit on a thing mm-hmm. with a, on a throne until you get not. Shot Chucked yes, off something do.
0: like that. Yes. Sits on a the problem
1: with it was, especially in the stadium, is it, it was kind of half on a screen but it wasn't explained. Yeah. the athletes were allowed to wander off or have the back to <laughs> the camera. Um, you sometimes saw it up on the screen, but no one had told you what was going on. It was just a mess. Um they halfway through the maybe maybe sort of two days before the end, they started to get a bit better. I don't know what it looked like on TV or even if it was shown on TV. Well, there was an interesting um, little video that Michelle Samat um, put up that was yes. it was really good. I think it was from the men's hurdles and then the women's 400 and it showed how it should be because yeah. they were really I think I'm not sure if they both got through in the 400 but in the in the, sorry in the, in the hurdles but in the women's 400 they both got through it so lovely. it was um Thingy DeWitt it. And and floria Gay, mm-hmm. and so they were like, yeah, hugging each other, and they both hold the card. It's through to the final. It really is. A, it could be a really good marketing tool if done properly and really accentuated. Definitely,
0: and a brilliant shot to then turn around the DeWitt shot because she went on to win a medal. And so that's such a lovely underdog story. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot to be done with. But that. you turned your
1: nose up to begin with. We convinced you.
0: No, the hot seeds. Yeah. I just thought you wouldn't like them. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I think they're great. I love, I love a bit of no, drama. No, I don't mind some innovation
1: if it makes sense and it's for a purpose. And this makes perfect sense. It really, it could really help. What it about just...
0: that innovative schedule, there? Oh, my,
1: don't get me started on that schedule. It was ri- ridiculous.
6: I don't know who approved
1: it. I can't imagine that someone would have handed it in and whoever got to decide, went, oh, yeah, this looks good. Well, I, I tried to find out that. I spoke to the organising committee and I got palmed off and they said, speak to European Athletics. They've agreed it. Now we know that European Athletics didn't come up with the schedule, that was the organising committee. Yeah. So European Athletics just said it was presented to us and we agreed it. It was ridiculous. I mean ridiculous. Not and not because of First of all we were complaining about the relays overlapping the individual events yeah. which was outrageous. And uh, it, Spain for example, um, uh. like they barely got to the final. Did they get to the Yeah they did in the end didn't they get yeah. to the final. Yes. Because they had to run their, they couldn't put their best athletes in it. and um, Um, But it was more than that. It was things I hadn't really noticed, which was these extra rounds not for the hundred. Oh, meet. the it's extra fucking rounds. in the world championships. That was bought in for countries that are allowed to enter one person. Someone it's from so really the North American, yeah, American Samoa, who's got a shot putter. They put in the hundred because yeah. they used to be able to put it in any event, didn't they? Yeah. And then like a decade or so ago, they decided people could only like, want a sprint because it gets them out the way quicker. Yes. So you suddenly got like... Trevor Misapeki. Exactly, Trevor. <laughs> exactly, Trevor Misapecki. from American Samoa. It, go, go, and look, go and look him up. It's um, he the
0: Eric, the earl of the sprints. Yeah, but oh, yeah. yeah. well, he was really yeah. a
1: hammer thrower. His sister won a world championship medal, I think nineteen. Ninety-seven in the yeah. hammer, um, and then um, so he for some reason he got to run and he won the hundred once, but that makes I mean it's, that's not particularly. Nice. I, I, but it I, makes I think it's I think it's rude anyway, but yeah. at least it makes sense. But you don't introduce it for a four hundred hurdles. hurdles. I mean, who on earth um, okayed that? That's disgusting. I mean, absolutely disgraceful. And um, as we said earlier, about Levi in the um, in the four hundred. She did. It. She did have to do an extra round. Mm. She um, ended up coming fourth in the final. Who knows what would have happened if she hadn't had to do that? But it also meant she didn't do the relay. Yeah, it couldn't be in the relay at all. Although, right. having said that, both Flora Gay and Justina sweetie who came first and second in came, the relay, and both in yeah, the final. they as did well. run the final. So, in the final chose not to I don't blame her at all but people shouldn't be put in that position it was, it was just just awful awful and then things of course like the 800 and 1500 clashing or the sorry the, the women's 1500 and 5000 on the, same night, the same night that no, was bizarre no it was worse than that it was the, the 1500 3000 people chase and 5000 in you a row I mean. so not only does that mean that nobody can do different events but also does everyone really want to watch an hour of women's middle disc? I mean obviously we do but like
11: <laughs> Claire currently has her hand <laughs> up put her hands up <laughs> but, <laughs> but just watching. TV-wise,
1: TV that, that, that's, yeah. that's
8: rubbish, isn't it? I mean, who, who can, know, it was
1: sense. it was just appalling. Didn't actually affect the enjoyment of the um, didn't affect the enjoyment of the um, competition at all. But it was just really. Frustrating. Um, some of the athletes were a bit frustrated as well. Lavia, you had to run three rounds, unlike some of the others, yeah, and you, you were very vocal on Twitter about this, but it's turned out quite well, I think, hasn't it?
9: Yeah, I mean, like, I'm hoping to go to the World and Olympic Champs, hopefully in the next two years, where we'll have to run two rounds. I was a bit annoyed. I'm not going to lie. I'm so disappointed when I got my lane draw, because I just thought, I've timed my championships to run best here, not earlier in the season, so... I thought I'm not that different to the top 12. I was watching 100 hurdles yesterday and they qualified with 12 eight, and that's the top 12. I'm thinking that's not fair. So um, I don't know. You just, you deal the hands you're given, aren't you? So I just had to stick to my race plan and hopefully I'll recover well for the final. But I know going into the final. It will be running through my head that some girls have run one less round. So we
1: spoke to you at the anniversary of games, and you weren't very happy because you'd said you'd come like third or fourth Brit or something. And we said to you at the time, it doesn't matter what happens here; you ran a PB. It matters what happens at the championships, and you've really, really come good today.
9: I know I was a bit disappointed that day because I know my strongest part of the race is to finish, and I didn't finish well there. So I was like, oh, I'm really disappointed with that. But when I ran a PB though on heavy legs, I just thought I'm going to be in good shape for the Euros, which is when it counts. So. Um, I guess it doesn't really matter anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pleased with my performance. Um,
1: I don't want to put any pressure on you, but you know you've actually qualified first for the final.
9: Oh, Oh, hopefully I'll get inside a better lane. (laughs) So I know what's going on in the race, but I have to stay calm. That's what I did today because I had lane eight, so you can't panic. So yeah, I'll just, I'll watch it back today and just see what my strengths and my weaknesses are and hopefully go a little bit better in the final.
1: So I'm here with Martin Rooney. Congratulations on your silver medal in the relay. Well done. Um, Now, what do you think about the, Basically, the clusterfuck of a schedule that's going on here at the Europeans.
6: Uh, they fucked it up. Simple as that. Um, at no point do they really consult the athletes and say, what do you think? Like, well, actually, no, a- Amsterdam, I spoke to them in the medal podium, the head guys. I can't remember his name. It's really annoying. But we spoke about it and I said, like, two rounds in an Olympic year for the top 12 makes sense. You want people to be here. You want the top athletes to come. But a non- non-Olympic year, it doesn't work because your, your product is having the athletes out there. If you don't have them out there as much as possible, worst, you've devalued your own event. So, like, it's, it's, sad. it's a sad situation because everybody wanted to see Matt run three rounds. Everyone wants to see Warham run three rounds. The 800, everyone ran three rounds. So why couldn't we do it in the 400 and two? And the, if it was four rounds, I'd understand, but three? No, it doesn't make sense. It's an advantage to do less races, simple as that, 400 and four hurdles. But from a purely marketing point of view, I'm trying to sell a product, but I'm only going to have my product out there for a little bit of time, less time than I actually could use it for. So it, to me, it didn't make sense at all. If there's four rounds and yes, you have a shot but running the 100 meters, of course, have a separate race to that. That's their Olympics. It's an incredible opportunity for them. Fantastic. But don't devalue the actual event. And de- I don't want to say it's devalued the medal because it's incredible what Matt's done and he's, he's run incredibly well. And- Fuck, he's running good. Anyway, um. but worse than that is the actual um, timetable because the, the the hurdles
1: and the 400s and the 200s and the relays and the heats are all muddled up. There's literally n- no um, no probable, no no possible explanation I could think of why they did this. Have you had any idea? Have you been told at all why this was happened? Why this happened?
6: So we protested it quite early uh, when we saw the timetable come out, and we were told, "Go away." Germany basically decided. This is their championships, they're going to set a timetable, the best opportunity for German athletes to make finals. And I kind of wish Britain did that, but we don't. We try to play it fair for everyone. Um, having the 400 final for the women on the same day as the 4x4 final is a piss take. Like, we didn't have our, our British, first British athlete uh, female athlete this year, at Lavia, wasn't in our 4x4 team. It's a joke. The women's four uh, four hurdler from Belgium had to run their four by four heats in the morning, and then the four hurdle final in the evening. It doesn't work. It's not fair. Like, she actually sacrificed her final. And how's that fair? Like, what pissed me off the most is they didn't like the Borlays are European champions in four by four, right? The Belgian team. They didn't ask them once. Like, I spoke to them on Twitter and whatever text message, and I was like put a protest in. They, they, their country wouldn't put a protest in. Well it failed miserably because Germany got no medals in either final so... They've done... it's a fantastic stadium and it's a fantastic event. It's just, The only... there's two downsides. Is that, the timetable, scheduling and uh, transport shit. Okay, <laughs> we, we weren't aware of that. We've we, we, been getting the tube. I think mean, the other thing was, originally the 400 medal ceremony was meant to be today. This afternoon. So... The ball lays in, Matt. We're meant to go to a medal ceremony today (laughs) and then come back and do the relay. They'll take the piss. Now, they are taking the piss, and we would 100% agree with you. But anyway, enough of the negative. It's been a great
1: chance. Congratulations on the silver medal. Well done, and we'll see you soon. Hi, this is Tony Minicello, and you're listening to The Back Straight Boys.
0: (laughs) Now, you two had a bone to pick. Not with our middle distance athletes because some of them acquitted themselves brilliantly. I mean, we've left with a gold and two bronzes in the eights and fifteens, But
1: yeah, we—I was—I was really upset with, especially in the, in the boys' eight hundred meters, because they were a bit shit to be honest. <laughs> not even getting to, like not getting to the final. or those that did get to the final just ran really poorly. Oh, Elliot Charles was really messy, wasn't he? I mean, it was all messy. People, yeah. Everything. No one is strategic in that race. You have to know where you're going to be at what time and have your own plan and run to your strengths. <laughs> Adam Cachot is the perfect example of that. He is tactically phenomenal. Yes, he's insanely talented and it helps to be... It helps with your tactics when you're the best... But he's always in the right place at the right time and he does what he runs to his strength. And he told us all about it. Maybe some of our boys can take a listen. Adam, we love to watch you race because you're <laughs> so tactical. You know exactly what you're doing at all times. It's really important in a championship race.
11: Exactly. The tactics is the main part of the 800. This is the something what, what allows to win. If you're not twice better than the other athletes, you have to win by experience, by wise running, the knowledge and the the smart moves.
1: I think some runners, they don't watch athletics, they don't (laughs) watch the 800 meters, they don't know what other people are going to do. I know you're a fan and you watch
8: what's going on.
11: Uh, It's not that easy. If you're running in the the really back of the group and you still have to run economically, you have to run effortless, and this is the hardest part. That you have to be so mentally strong to believe that you're doing the, something right, you're doing something good for yourself and you're still able to win, no matter what, no matter if you're the 8th in the group, the, the last, very last position and the, the guy in front is 10 meters uh, ahead, so uh, it makes no difference for you. It's it makes you a better athlete.
1: So at the European Championships you have lots of gold medals and you have medals at the at the World Championships on the global level. Next year in Doha, are you going to use those tactics to get a gold medal?
11: Oh, we'll see. Uh, next year I'm not going for the indoor season, so uh, there's going to be different preparation. And first, first of all, there's going to be preparation for the Olympic season already. So I'm going to change a little bit in my training program and uh, hopefully it'll allow, allow me to, to win medal
1: Olympic Games
9: Hi, I'm Morgan Lake and you're listening to the Backstreet Boys
1: I mean, we can't finish without talking about one special lady
9: Oh <laughs> Julie Asher
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that is a special lady but um, I was talking about her daughter, Dina oh, Like, yeah, I <laughs> we We went into this championship thinking Dina's the favourite for the 100 and 200 and um, it's going to be tough we must don't want to hang medals around her yeah. neck because although she's been the number one blah blah I don't know what Daphne's going to do but she's running well Oh my god! What were we worried about? <laughs> Speechless. Like when that clock stopped at ten eighty five, oh, a yeah. British sprinter ran ten eighty five. Why do you remember when I cried when she'd run 99? <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, I, I kept, I kept getting emotional every time I saw that. Not under eleven set ten something in front of a British sprinter. Eighty
6: five.
1: Ridiculous. I mean, the conditions were were great. Yeah. Um, yeah. but she. Dominated that field. Every part of her race was perfect. Yeah. And then we come to the 200, thinking once again, she did great in the 100. I think she'll win, but Daphne will come on strong. But also, I was thinking like maybe we're that, that, that sub 22. You know, I thought maybe she won't quite, quite run that. She I thought she'd run like a, a low 22, 10, something like that. That's what yeah. she would need to win. She didn't just like sneak under 22 oh, seconds.
0: She expected bloated. Honestly, both those races, gun to tape. It was like she was weightless. It was yeah. just amazing. It was so dynamic and fluid. And oh. and also,
1: I don't know quite what happened, but in the relay, she took over in about third place. Four. didn't she? Fourth, Fourth place, place, place. And yes. won by about three metres. Yeah. It was phenomenal. It was like one of those, you know, we don't expect this of a British sprinter. You know? <laughs> I remember, do you remember that leg that, that Christine Aron ran? Yeah. In nineteen ninety eight The European 98. And it was like something... F- like a mythical, a <laughs> mythical sprinter from like America or Jamaica mm-hmm. or something. Not not from little old Britain who doesn't have them. It was just it's. It, I know it's a different event, but do you remember that relay leg like that Floria Gay ran in the four by four yes, in, yeah. in um, Zurich in twenty fourteen? Yes. Like it, it actually, she she ran forty nine eight, I think, but everyone else ran fifty yeah. something. So yeah. it looked, but it was that last ten meters. She seemed to just in 10 metres she made up five yes exactly it was bizarre <laughs> and that's what Dina looked like in that place yeah. it was almost like she was in a totally different gear to everyone yes, else and this was against top, top flight sprinters yeah. mm. um, so it was just a phenomenal championships for her and I know we say this all the time Dina's been on this podcast more than we have but she is such a lovely lady. Like, mm-hmm. she's so articulate and she's so friendly and she's great at, on TV and she's great in an interview. And everything about her is just perfection. And she's been so well brought up. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's a bit patch, but she is, And we had a little chat with her mum, who was very excited to be there as well. So I'm here with Julie Asher Smith, probably the most excited woman in the whole stadium. Um, how are you feeling? Your daughter's just done the double. I am feeling
4: uh, uh, stunned and incredibly proud of her because she's worked really hard for it. Last year, she was crying about ne- not getting through the rounds at trials where she broken her foot and was just coming back. And this year, she's worked really hard to bring this on. This was her, her
1: aim, and she's done it. But she hasn't just done it. She's done, like, 10.85 and 21.89. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen to that laugh. Stop telling me. I mean, but it was just about the wins,
4: and the times are just
1: amazing. <laughs> um, still one more race to go. We've got the relay tomorrow, so what are your thoughts about the relay? Can she do the triple? Listen, the, the
4: relay is a different deal. Um, the girls are really, really talented, so provided
1: they get it round, it's on. It's, it's on, on indeed. It's on. Now, can I just tell you, I don't know if you know what a Twitter legend you are. For us, all, for the fans, the fans love you. They absolutely love you. You engage. You're fabulous. You're fantastic. People just love the fact that you, you, you join the conversations, you know. You, you really seem to not take it to Twitter. Um.
4: Well... First and foremost, and I'm, I'm an athletics fan so I follow it all, and watch it all and yeah, if people like what I'm saying, it's all my views I am a little bit crazy but keep
10: following Hi, I'm Dina Asher-Smith and you're listening to the Back Straight Boys
0: Whilst we're here, and again you say Dina's been on the pod more than we have, I think we mentioned this, <laughs> this athlete more than we mentioned probably anyone else combined but Bianca, another fantastic champs from her, shout out to Beth Dobbin, yeah. you know her first senior vest and I thought you know, she'll have wanted to go faster. I know she would have done. And she had it in her legs. But it's been a long season yeah. of continually setting personal bests. And who'd have thought she'd be on that start line?
1: It was it was just great. And it was all little stories like that yeah. that really make the championships. And like for fans like us who don't... We're not just interested in who wins the men's 100 metres. We haven't talked about that. But how impressive were those two? Um, but it is those little stories about people who get to a final they didn't expect it to. Or... Um, Sorry, but can we just talk about Megan Beasley? Well, I was going to say that <laughs> earlier when I said about my favourite performance of the whole championships and I said it's between maybe Ailey and one other. That's that's what I was going to say. Make, I mean, Of all the people in the team, if I could have looked beforehand and said who would have most liked to get a medal,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I think I would have chosen Megan Beasley. Because she's that kind of She's always been there. She's yeah. a kind of stalwart of the team, you know. And like to finally, after all these years, and from lane one, and it was a pretty strong field as well. Looking at it, you wouldn't have thought she was going to get a medal. She yeah. certainly didn't think she was going to get a medal. And um, you turned to Jodie, turned around to me just before. Um um, she started and said, "I'd love Megan Beasley to get a medal." He oh, said, "Oh, did wow. <laughs> yeah, literally?" Right. We were like but a lot of people right. had money on her as well because it was a very kind of not an open event because I think there was a clear favourite, but it wasn't a high standard no, event this no. year. So you thought you never know anything could happen, especially in, in the hurdles. Mm, she yes. was phenomenal. She's such a fighter, and she's lovely. Yeah, and absolutely like, lovely. It them. was so exciting to see her being so excited and getting a reward for all that hard work.
0: And, I'm Megan uh, Beasley, uh, and you're listening to the Batch Day Boys.
1: You know, someone else I was really happy to see in Berlin was Leon Reed running for Ireland at last um, I know he was at the Commonwealth Games for Northern Ireland and did amazing but um, to actually get the Irish vest at last after all that dithering and he's not one of these athletes who's got paid to go to a different country and had to change his name etc he wanted to run for Ireland because his mum was from there um, and I think it was really nice to see him wearing green he wasn't that happy with how he how ran but I think we're going to get a lo- load more from him in the future and we had a little chat after the race now leon i know you're a little bit disappointed but overall with this season you must be happy
8: yeah definitely my first senior final first irish debut the irish vessel but yeah I just want more really yeah. but even in this final you went okay you didn't have a bad race you went 3 yeah 20.3 but it's not 20.03 so I'm always going to be disappointed if I'm not there in the mix, so I'll come back and go again. So, just this is the first time you've ever competed for Ireland, and you look good in the greed. Yeah. Yeah, well, now it's nice, nice kit, and they, they treat me well, and just it's nice to be wanted, so. Yeah, no, it's good. I don't think anyone doubted the reason you're to Ireland. Like, we know you can get in the British team.
1: We know that you got a bronze medal at the Commonwealth Games ahead of all the British winners. So um, the, how does it feel now you actually have got that? And what was the process? Because obviously it's been a long, complicated process,
8: and you just found out a few days ago. Yeah, we literally found out on um, Friday, <laughs> and I flew out on Monday. So, yeah, but it's been difficult. It's been a long couple of years, obviously. Turned down Worlds from GB last year. And then that was, like, it's hit or miss, isn't it? So you, even if they could have said on Friday, oh, we're not going to let you run for Ireland for another three years, then I'd have probably went to rugby. So, rugby sevens. So, yeah, it's a good thing it all did come around in time. So it's not ideal preparation to only know, like, a few days before the
1: final. You got to the final, you've run decently, and you've got a lot more potential coming up. So we're going to see you at the Worlds next year.
8: Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not finished here. That was, that was rubbish, man. I'm better than that. Especially in a major final Yeah, that was dead. So... Yeah, needs to come correct next year. So I'm here with the European Seel medalist Nathaniel Mitchell-Blake.
1: Congratulations, that was a great one. Thank you, uh, definitely a scrappy one. Um, uh, at the end
5: of the day, what counts is getting a medal and I'm happy with that. Um, got to put it behind me now and
1: focus on a relay. Um, now, obviously the 200 metres at the European Championship, it's, it's quite an open race. I think Guliev was probably the favourite, he's a world champion. But there was quite a few people there who could have won. Yeah. Are you happy with where you came today? Content? Yeah. Happy would have been a win.
5: Content is a medal unsatisfied would be not, medal, not having a medal. But it happens in the sport only three people can place. I was fortunate enough to get second as you said. He's a cedar class guy man. He's been running consistent all year. The better part of myself is coming to latter part of the season and um, just got to keep pushing and plugging away. And it's the season's
1: best, so you, you brought it at the championships where it's where you where you need to bring it.
5: It's never a bad time to bring out season's best or purpose Best at a championship. Uh, I feel that's a testament to the kind of caliber athlete I, like I am. I rise to the occasion and I pride myself on that. I was confident I've been pulling a good performance out. I know I'm in shape, better shape than twenty oh four but I've got a be happy with the medal and keep pushing forward I don't think this track's very fast what do you think? it's fast people make fast tracks um Dina went That's 1085 Julia really went 1976 both championship records I believe well at least for the men's and 1085 is a British record it's not slow for sure um, it's what you make it you have to put in the work and um I would never go out there and say it's slow it's a great chat great atmosphere historic stadium yeah. Jesse Owens Usain Bolt I'm glad to be a part of history
1: so one of the other great things about being in Berlin is we were able to grab a load more goodies for prizes so if you want to go into iTunes give us a five star rate and review. Um, Do it before the end of August, and then in the next um, edition, we'll be calling out some names, reading out some reviews, and there could be some track goodies on their way to you. This
5: is Jack Green, and you're
1: listening to the Backstreet
5: Boys.
0: We had so much to talk about this week, and so very little time to manage it. And so it's fallen upon me to do the outro this time around. I'm going to leave you with just a few thoughts. Firstly, as ever, rate, review and subscribe, please. And thank you for those of you who repost the pod and get involved on Twitter. You know who you are. We love your feedback and think you are as fabulous as Laura Muir's front running in Berlin coming up soon on the back straight boys and girl will be some more interview specials a diamond league roundup a season review with a very special athlete guest and a park run episode we won't be recording as we run i cannot bear to imagine the boys language were that the case but it seems only fair that we actually do some athletics ourselves at some stage and finally, one of our favourite athletes' birthdays is approaching, so many happy returns to the supreme overachiever that is Tiana Bartoletta. When she's not obliterating staggers and winning global long jump medals, she's writing a really, truly brilliant blog, which I implore you to check out. We're going to talk about it a little bit more fully in an episode soon, but I wanted to leave you with some of the lessons that she took from the women's heptathlon in Berlin. I've been thinking about them a lot since reading this post. Hint. You can apply them to all sorts of things which aren't a European multi-eventing champs. You need different shoes for different shit. You're not actually competing against anyone else. When in pursuit of a big goal, short-term memory is key. The sum is greater than the parts. And just finishing is a victory. Thank you to Tiana for the wonderful words and
2: to all of you for listening. See you soon.